0: t
1: Exclamation point on this magical 2021 season.
2: Stroud's gonna go on top once more. Looks right, looks left, throws long on the right side toward the end zone.
1: Ball in the air. Jackson Smith and Jigba's got it. Touchdown, Jackson Smith and Jigba on a 30-yard pass play as CJ
2: Stroud strikes for his sixth touchdown pass of the game, and Ohio State has their first lead of the night. 44-38.
1: Bohannon goes
0: under center. Second and goal from the three.
2: Pass it! Touchdown Bears! Gary
1: Bohannon! It's Tyquan Thornton for the touchdown. A slant from the left side. What happened to Antonio Brown? Did he quit? I've never seen a guy leave a field like that and was just the last strike for him. He is no longer a buck. Alright, that's the end of the story. Let's talk about the guys that went out there and won the game. Right baseline gap. Thought about it. Dribbles to the high post. Kicks it up top to top. Left wing Maddie. Open three. Oh my goodness! Maddie Williams! Another level! Here to start the third quarter. She's got 10 third quarter points and it's 68-43 Sooners.
2: Angles left off to Harkless. Harkless baseline, cut off. 12 to shoot. Harkless on the wing. One-on-one against McGurl. Crosses him over. Gets deep. Gets bumped. Gets fouled. Hit it! He hit it!
1: Harkless from behind the backboard! What does matter? All right, good morning, everyone.
2: Hour 3, T-Row in the Morning Show here on The Ref. New day, new week, new month, new year. Monday, January 3rd. Toby and TJ back with you. I'm headed to Waco this afternoon. We got OU Baylor tomorrow night. Sooners get the number one ranked team in America tomorrow night on the road. Down in the Farrell Center. That's a 6 o'clock start. So when you get out of work tomorrow, make sure you uh, pop on the radio. We'll have pregame coverage for you. OU beats K-State Saturday night. The Big 12 opener, 71-69. Jenny checks Sooners. When on the road in their Big 12 opener yesterday afternoon at Tech, high-scoring game, 97-91. Cowboys win the Fiesta Bowl. Baylor wins the Sugar Bowl. TJ, I got a New Year's resolution I finally came up with for myself I want to share. We need to update folks on Bowl Mania as well. And Bob Stoop scheduled to join us live next segment. So we got a big hour. Oh, and uh, Chris Plank, whose team beat my team yesterday at the end of the hour. I'm sure there'll be some gloating there. Um. Okay. We have we've been having a, a really good bowl conversation today. I think. I think we've solved a lot of the world's problems. Just frustrating. These bowl games are frustrating. And I. I, I get what Sean was saying with a lot of stuff. And that's. I, I know I'm never going to convince you. And Sean, you guys have have uh, taken up camp on one side, and we're never going to talk each other out of how we feel about postseason in college football. What? Where did? Where would you say you liked it best? TJ, in the evolution of the college football postseason, what's the sweet spot for you? Where should we have left it at? Um, Sean, said we, Sean said we broke it. Now we're trying to fix what we broke. So yeah. when was it unbroken? What's the point where it was perfect?
3: I thought it was perfect in the early 2000s. I loved the BCS so, you like computer the BCS? rankings. I loved the BCS. Absolutely loved it. Could not wait each week for the computer rankings to come out. Could not wait for the uh, championship game. I loved it the way it was designed around that computer and uh, how it worked yeah. with that. You had uh, Billingsley, the yeah. Billingsley pole mm-hmm. down there. Yep. He was always a little wacky.
2: Um, yeah, well, I mean, let's say that was it. Let's say that was the ideal scenario. You can't tell me that if we still had the that system where only the top two teams played for the championship, we wouldn't have everybody else opting out of games still.
3: Oh, no, and you that, would still have that. that yeah,
2: I don't know that That doesn't have anything to do with the
0: playoff.
3: Right.
2: People opting out of bowl games and diminishing the value of what we're watching is in no relation to the fact that we have a playoff now in my opinion. No matter what point of college football evolution if we gone back to where you just had your bowl tie-ins like you did in the Switzer days and, oh, uh, you always went to the Orange Bowl if they won the Big Eight. Uh, you the, the games that were of less significance, that, that a championship wasn't on the line, you would still have guys today, because of NIL, because of mm-hmm. the NFL, because of 2022,
3: saying, nah, I'm just going to protect my body. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. You yeah, know? they would absolutely be opting out still. Yeah. Um, The difference for me is,
2: he brought up softball. The difference for me is, football is broken. Softball's not broken. Softball's great. Softball's postseason is maybe the best postseason we have in college sports. It's awesome. The Women's College World Series is great theater. It is can't miss TV for a week. I'm trying to get them to not ruin that. They've got a great thing going right now. Football's postseason is very much, in my opinion anyway, broken. You have a great regular season, and then you get to the postseason, and it's like, and sure, people care about their team. OU fans poured down to San Antonio. OSU fans are very excited about winning the Fiesta Bowl. I get it, but fan bases care about their team. I'm wanting the players to care, and maybe that's hoping against hope. I'm wanting to also care about other games besides the one my team's played in. And that's hard to do sometimes when a lot of the best players aren't playing. So I just think as great as college football is, we have never quite figured out how to do the postseason right. Because of so few games and trying to figure out who deserves to play for a championship when you only play this many games and you got so many teams. It's just tough. Um, Would a bigger tournament be the answer? I don't know. Maybe not. But I think it would be fun. For me, it would be fun. Uh, It would give me more to look forward to in the postseason than just the OU game and the Final Four. Right now, that's what it's about for me. The other, All the rest of it is my who I picked in Ball Mania. That's why you watch. Uh, I care about the OU game and the Final Four. And I want to care about more than that. So maybe if we went to 12, I would come on after seeing it for a couple of years and go, Phew, apologies, huge mistake. <laughs> I'm usually wrong about things. <laughs> right. So I, there's a chance that could happen, but... It sure sounds fun. The idea of having a playoff game on Owen Field, the idea of more fan bases being intrigued by, you know, I I wouldn't even mind going back to computers if you want to get rid of the committee and figuring out who deserves to be in it, but uh, trying to figure out who deserves to be in it, what the seedings are, who gets home field, what the matchups are, all that kind of stuff, that just sounds like a lot of fun to me, but... Um
3: we I, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know if a expanded playoff helps this or not. I, I just we've reached a point where guys just aren't going to play in the other the bowl. So your answer may be I right into it it the helps. first of the season may be the only answer you have with those bowl games. If they want to keep those uh ties and you know, Peach Bowl and all the sponsorships, Chick-fil-A, all these people keep their ties that may be the only answer for those bowls sadly i think it only it only helps the playoff
2: game it only helps keep people playing in the games that are for a championship yeah but instead of that being three games it's 11 um yeah maybe i mean maybe we get to the point where somebody opts out of it i mean Playoff game, wouldn't I, that be something?
3: I honestly would never thought that I would see a day where Ohio State players would bell on the Rose Bowl. Right? I mean, it's still the Rose right. Bowl. And it, you're still right. Ohio State representing the Big Ten in the Rose Bowl. So, I don't think they would opt out for playoff games. But, boy, I'm not convinced now at this point. Yeah. W- w- but... If it's, if it's expanded yes. out like that. I don't know if they dude does that even like whoever's in their head is it even like well boy now you're risking even more you're playing more games like what if you get hurt here we're this close to the draft you know you're four months out we've got to have you healthy you know they'll start pointing out examples of Matt Corral and these other guys or somebody else got hurt this weekend I'm blanking on who that was um gosh I can't remember who that was that went out with a knee injury um I just wonder if let me see if I can say this right without making a bunch of people mad
2: And you are contradicting your beliefs here a little bit. We used to care more about nostalgia. Tradition. Yes. History. Nostalgia. Mm Nostalgia. Something happened where being the tough guy, and it only matters if you win the championship, became the cool way to be. I don't want to be paying for participation trophies. Nothing matters. Nobody should be nobody should enjoy themselves unless you're the champion.
3: That's true. That is in direct conflict to the bowl system. But I would still play and participate. I would not walk out on my team if I was in a lower tier bowl. No, I know. But fans care less
2: if it's not for a championship. And thus, players care less if it's There's not virtual. No doubt about that. That is true. I don't want no man, I don't want a trophy. I don't care. Rose Bowl. Who cares about a Rose Bowl? Well, back in the day, the Rose. Are you kidding me? The Rose Bowl, especially if you were a Big Ten or a pac Twelve guy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it is what it is. I can't wait to hear what Bob says about this. Maybe he's got a good idea for us. Uh, we'll take a break. We are uh, scheduled to be joined next by. Uh, Coach Bob Stoops, live. Can't wait. We'll be back.
1: From Norman, to Lawton, to Clinton, to Oklahoma City, to Tulsa, and beyond, the Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. And when you're away, never miss a second with the Sports Talk 1400 app.
2: 191 career wins now, DJ, for Bob Stoops, Sooners win the Alamo Bowl, and Coach Stoops joins us live right now. Coach, congratulations, that was a special night you gave us all in San Antonio.
0: Uh, thank you, Toby. I, I didn't give it to them, the, the players and assistant coaches, everybody kind of put their heads together and got it done in a in a really positive way and loved the way the players acted leading leading up to the game they were excited to play and really played a solid football game
2: you uh how were you feeling before the game you know i mean you did this for 18 years but then you took a a step away was there any butterflies or nerves before the game or was it just like riding a bike again for you
0: well, it's a little bit like riding a bike, but part of riding a bike ahead of a game is the adrenaline and the, and the anxiousness of, I always called it more anxiousness than nerves. It's like you just want it to come. You, you get tired of waiting for it all day. Like, can we just go play? So the, there's those feelings that I definitely felt going out on the field, the excitement, you know, the anxiety and of it all. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, you got to go make it happen. And, so you're kind of just anxious to get it going, you know. And uh, they, all those, I call them, great feelings were there. Uh, it was it was exciting. It was fun. I enjoyed the hell out of it.
2: Did you have a sense that week down there in San Antonio that your guys were, were ready to go, that they were locked in and ready to play?
0: I, I really did. They, they were awesome in meetings and, you know, had a practice at practice. They just, uh, you know, there was a – level of intensity that you felt good about you know they were they knew it meant a lot they wanted to play well
2: i want to ask you about a couple of plays um you know you've got kale running the offense and you got brian running the defense and uh and you're you're gonna have to make the big calls as the play goes along and lo and behold there i think it was the second drive of the game you've got a fourth down right around midfield and you go for it uh right off the bat uh, tell me the why you got it, and it turned out to be kind of a momentum setter, but that early in the game, why'd you decide to risk it?
0: Well, uh, you know you you watch I'm not much on analytics, but the more you watch all these other teams playing, most everybody's going for it on fourth and one, fourth and two. and And truth be told, pro- the primary reason I told the team one of the last things I said to him leaving the locker room was be confident and be aggressive. And if they're not if I'm not gonna be confident and aggressive, then who the hell is going to be, right? So uh, you know, I, I thought this is a you know, fourth and two, you know, this is uh this is an aggressive moment and I'm gonna show the players I'm I'm here to win.
2: The Drake play, the Drake touchdown. When he ran onto the field there, um I think we all thought the same thing. Oh please let us have let us have a moment here. Was that something that was designed in practice? Uh, give me as much detail about how that play was designed and then what you were thinking as you went through it.
0: Well, there's multiple options uh, depending on the defense they play. The bottom line, if they blitz, and they did, and Cale tipped us all off, here they come. They're blitzing. He said, Drake got to run a great route and win because he's the hot read. If, if they blitz and they did all out blitz, Uh, cover zero, then he's the hot read. He's got to beat him to the corner. So we were all on point looking for it, and he ran a great route, and Caleb threw a great ball. So, uh, yeah, that was exciting. It was neat that it it happened that way. What did Carol say about it? She thought we should have threw a touchdown to him about five more times. <laughs> not enough huh? you should have thrown
2: it to him more that's great uh what about the job that Cale did in that game i mean here's Incredible a, here's a faithful yeah faithful sooner assistant for all these years and and uh he gets a chance to call the plays and just couldn't have been better
0: he called a great game we didn't have one delay one substitution problem nothing um uh, in fact in the mid fourth quarter, I go Kale, slow it down. He's calling the play so fast. I was like, <laughs> then they got to stand up there, you know, for fifteen seconds. I go, just call the play a little later. But that's how efficient he was. He was really called a great game, and all the coaches great with their preparation. Brian Odom called a great game. Uh, did a really great job as well, and uh, you know, it was it was neat to see. And Cale also. I've said it a lot the last few days, was, you know, one of the primary guys, of course, helping me keep our recruiting class together. As Kale, you know, he just has a relationship with all of them, not just guys he recruits. So he, he was incredible in this whole thing. Was the visor moment planned, Coach? Not at all. I got to thinking, I hope Brent's still around here. Actually, when I started up the steps, I asked somebody to go find Brent. And I just thought, why not? You know, this is a perfect moment. Show the players nothing's changing here. We just played well. Take my advisor off, give it to Brent, and let him roll with it. And he, He's going to. Although I think Brent's more of a hat guy. But that's okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. After that moment, he might have to become a visor guy. I'm going uh, to ask you to take off one of your hats and put on the other, which is uh, the media expert now. Um, we've been talking a lot this morning about all these opt-outs and bowl games, and um, you know, it just doesn't feel like it used to, Coach. You know, back in the day, this watching a Rose Bowl where half of Ohio State's team doesn't want to play and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you have any ideas for how we can how we can fix this thing?
1: I really
0: don't. I don't. I don't know that. I say that about a lot of things. It's hard to put the genie back in the bottle. You know, this is, this is the way it's been. And, and then, you know, you get a guy like Matt Corral hurt who knows to what extent. And all of a sudden it's like, well, you can understand, you know, to some degree. Although all these guys aren't first-round draft picks or second-round draft picks. And that's where my opinion is. Some of them can better their draft status by having a big game. That you know, if they're going to be a fourth, fifth round pick, something like that. You know, if you're a surefire first, second round pick, you know you can you can understand it. And I'm not, you know, uh, it's hard to it's hard to change.
2: Are you in favor of the expanded playoff, the eighth or twelve?
0: I think that's this is a reason why you need to expand it because more of these players would play if these games mattered. You know, if they're part of the playoff picture, you're going to get you're going to get more games. You know, that are going to make a difference.
2: What would be the number for you?
0: Um, I think the ideal number is eight. My opinion. uh, That would eliminate having a bye week for somebody that late in the year. Having a bye week, having not played for so many. Anyway, I I think the eight teams would probably fit the the college. Academic schedule a little bit better. Who the you got, Bama or matter. Georgia? Yeah. Who you got, Bama or Georgia, Coach? I think Georgia gets him this second time. Really? I say that. I don't. I, I. I can't say I'm saying that with a lot of confidence. <laughs> after, <laughs> after watching Bryce Young and those receivers, and I think that's Georgia's Achilles' heel. Somebody that can throw the football. And uh, you know, in Alabama, sure can.
2: Um, I I want to ask you a, a question that I hope I can make makes sense. You were a coach for eighteen years, and you had the opportunity this year to step over onto the dark side and and be in the media. Has that has that given you? You look back at all in your coaching career. Has that given you any different perspective of that relationship? That coach media relationship now that you've seen both sides of it at all
0: uh do i so you're asking me do i wish i'd have been a little bit better to you guys <laughs> <laughs> not not specifically that but a more a bigger question
2: than that do you look back and go now i, I don't know you take it wherever you want to I've, take it now that you've been in the media
0: i have always had respect for what the media has to do totally have They have a job to do. I've always looked at it that way. I always looked at it as opportunity to give our fans my perspective, Uh, you know. So I've always respected the media. Now that I'm in it, do I feel I do anymore? I don't. I don't think so because again, I always did. But I had a job to do too, and that didn't mean all I what I had to do was win and and control my team and being you know, best friends with the media didn't have to be part of that. So I just did the job I felt I had to do. And I think I was always reasonable to everybody. If somebody crossed me, just the Youngstown and me, I'm going to cross them back at some point. But that's about it.
2: That's a great answer. That's the perfect answer. Uh, It's been a lot of fun watching you, Coach. And, uh, man, I, I know it was about your team and everything the other night, but, Dadgum, it was a lot of fun for all of us who who love this university and this program to get to watch you run out on that field one more time and uh, certainly to get a Gatorade bath one more time. We didn't know last time it was your last game, Coach, you know? So it was great to get to, to get I to – to I didn't n-
0: realize it either. <laughs> so – Yeah. I'm well, not, Coach, I'm thank you one for – I'm not one to have to have goodbyes, though. So <laughs> – I know, but we
2: like it. We we want to show our appreciation for you. So,
0: uh, I know that, and felt, I appreciate that felt good. All of their Country, they've been incredibly good to me, and I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be moving on right now with Brenton. It's going to be great.
2: All right, let's get that weather a little warmer so we can get you back on the golf course, Coach. Well, don't
0: worry. I'm down here in Florida, and it's 82, so I'm okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right, we'll hit them straight today. Then,
0: see you, all Coach. Right. Appreciate it. Bye now.
2: There you go. How about that, Teach? Straight to the beach. Straight to the links on <laughs> <and> the beach.
3: <laughs> is uh is Bob feeling all right, or was that from yelling uh Thursday night and his voice wasn't used to uh coaching uh and yelling uh much? Let me tell you what that is. That is a
2: combination of, of uh coaching and not having done it in a while. Okay, and all the not just the game, but all the practices right, and everything right. that goes into it. That's a combination of that victory. The celebration that ensues afterwards, and New Year's Day—that's what that is. <laughs> okay. All of that wrapped into one is why you hear Bob Stoops' <laughs> voice in the condition. It That's was right, and the fact that it's nine thirty in the morning in Florida right now. Probably so. you probably woke him up, jerk.
3: Wouldn't be the first time.
2: Are you? Are you asking me if I should have been nicer to you guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's <was> great. <laughs> That's great. We'll be back.
0: Hey, everyone. It's KJ Kindler, OU Women's Gymnastics Coach. Listen to me every week on The Plank Show as we talk everything OU on The Ref, the home of Sooner fans.
2: Doc in here with he has been hanging on for a while. Doc B, good morning. Morning guys. How are we doing, Doc?
1: Great. Over there. Having a great game over there in person.
2: Alamo Bowl, Doc B in the house, huh?
1: First time in two year football game in two years, yep.
2: That's great. Did you have a good time? Oh yeah. Good. Good. Now, they got yeah, you they a win, win, Doc. Uh, it was a lot They're of fun good. to watch, got, wasn't
1: I
3: got, it? I have a question for TJ. Okay.
2: Yeah, the waterfall,
1: in Dallas. The waterfall. Do what now? The waterfall the, for beer ads for for a beer for white beer. The waterfall.
3: The waterfall.
1: Yeah Dallas. yeah, Dallas.
3: Oh, the 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 billboard. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's Still there.
3: It's still there. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's been, <laughs> been there for as long as I can remember.
1: I've been around. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, Doc, good talking to you, bud. Well, take care, guys. Yeah, you take care, too, Doc. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, it's I got still a, there. Uh... <clears throat> yeah, that's right. It's still there. By the way, I'm in 419th place in Bullmania. That's almost dead last, TJ, in our Bullmania group. Here you go. Here's our top ten. Air Force Joe in first place, 556. Uh, Logan McCormick in second at 552, tie for third between Smiling Dogs and Jerry E. from Collinsville at 551. Fifth place, Jeff Spalding 549. Sixth place, Jeff Gallant, 548. Seventh place, Aranda's Champs, Bradley Lale at 541. Eighth place, Vernon Harris, 537. And a tie for ninth, Jeff in Arkansas and Steve Bertolino, Five thirty-three. We do have some hosts on the first page of the leaderboard, I believe. Parker Thune's in twenty-fifth. Chris Plank in 29th. Uh, where are you
3: at? I was surging up until the stupid Oklahoma State Cowboys decided to have a comeback. Oh, you picked Notre Dame. I picked wow. Notre Dame. I ain't picking the Cowboys. That's a, that's uh, Cowboy I pick. am. Uh, I'm twenty-one and fifteen, so it's not like I'm doing terrible, but pretty good. Uh, only two hundred and fifty-seventh place, by the way. The ref bowl mania contest brought to you by Cavens Construction Group for facilities maintenance, commercial remodeling, and carpet cleaning. Call Cavens today,
2: 405-573-3048. Only that? two games to go. That's it. You That's got right. K State LSU tomorrow night, and you've got
3: uh, uh the national championship game. Bob's picking Georgia with very little confidence. I've saw I've seen a lot of people say, Well, Georgia's gonna get them this time, and I'm thinking what did you see in that first matchup that would ever lead you to believe that? And I'm, I'm not saying that they can't have a different game plan coming in and that they can't beat Alabama, but Alabama whipped them pretty good just a couple of weeks ago. So I don't know that I –
2: I like Georgia too, and I the reason if I'm is because Alabama it. whipped them pretty good.
3: Well, maybe. Maybe uh, I, maybe I, it just when focuses them more and, and, and gives them some motivation. Uh, I don't know.
2: Uh, 50 degrees for a high today, 59 tomorrow, Thursday, T.J.? high of 24
3: is it summer yet back
2: into the deep freeze
3: summer What
2: saturday was uh we went from you know 80 degrees to i went outside to head to norman for the basketball game and my windshield was frozen and it's snowing and it's bitter cold. I got a sweatshirt on. I was like, "Oh, you know what? It's cold outside. I'm going to wear a sweatshirt. And I went outside and I was like, holy cow! Like, I needed a full... <laughs> I need your
3: Yellowstone, Jack. Yeah, you do. That Freezing thing is warm. Uh, did you have any black-eyed peas, TJ? We did, yeah. Uh, Katie made up a big old pot of them. So. Had me were a... they delicious? They were delicious, yeah. I used to not be a black-eyed... That's one of those foods that, as a kid, I hated them. Would like uh, be forced to eat like a spoonful on New Year's Day by my parents or grandparents or whoever it may be. But now I, uh, I quite enjoy them. So Yeah, they were yeah. Good. well, this was a whole discussion last year, you might remember, mm-hmm. where yes. uh, I tried Black Eyed Peas for the first time and loved them. I was going to say, did you and, have uh, any? That's so the question here. I, I always
1: have not. Had I have not. Oh, uh, you, yeah, you not. blew it! The, the whole is it okay year to have it sucks
3: on January now. 3rd. No, the whole year's gonna it's stink be on now the for everyone. Yes. No wonder OU yeah, was in the fault, Alamo everybody. Bowl this year.
2: That's my fault, everybody. Uh I'm not gonna I watched a part of the new Jim Gaffigan special last night. And um he said uh he was talking about the pandemic. And he said uh 2021 is coming to an end. We, remember when we thought 2021 was going to be better than 2020? And he said, uh, it's kind of like, you know, when you got a newborn baby and they poop their diaper in the middle of the night and you go, like, you're all bleary-eyed and staggering through the house and you don't want to go change the diaper. <laughs> but you get in, you know, you have to, and you get in there, and it's just gross and disgusting, and you do, you know, you change the baby's diaper and you put the powder on and all that kind of stuff. And you finally put the new diaper on and you start to lay them back down in the crib real gently. And as you're laying them back down in the crib, you can hear them fill their diaper again. <laughs> he said, that's 2021. Ah, pockets. <laughs> See, we all filled our diapers. again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He also said, I don't, "I don't give his whole stand-up act to the hilarious." He said, uh, "We found out there are way more crazy people on the planet than we thought there were <laughs> we through been, the pandemic."
3: I don't know if that's because of the <laughs> pandemic or not. I think I think social media has a lot to do with that. But yeah, he's right. <laughs> Yes, true. he said. Remember when
2: there used to be like that one guy in your life <laughs> that thought aliens old, old were going crazy come, Joe living down all? the street. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: he said, "Now, now you got like three relatives that are like that. Much less all the other people out there." Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, I did come up with a New Year's resolution, though TJ, for myself.
3: Okay. Did okay. you give your? Do you have a resolution? Never, for T.J. I don't know that I've ever made one in my life, but oh, is this you know, I don't plan point? to start no, why
2: now. Not? Why don't? Why do you participate in Black Eyed Peas, but you don't participate in New Year's Resolution? Black
3: Eyed Peas are just for luck. When it comes to me, what is there to perfect? I mean, come on. When you get it right, you get it right. There's nothing to improve here.
2: That's a funny thing to say. I can't wait till you put your mask on to help you fall asleep tonight (laughs) a little bit later on. Oh, I love my, mom. I love my CPAP. <laughs> Maybe eat faster. Why don't you make that eat faster? No, that, that's my wife will
3: tell you I need to slow down my eating. That would need to be my resolution oh, there, yeah. Holy. I am going to attempt, TJ, this year. No, you're year. not. You're not going to read books.
2: Go ahead. No, no. I'm going to attempt to walk 500 miles this year. There's
3: would you walk 500 more? I wish I had it. A- yeah. I wish I had no, I would walk up. 500 miles
2: I'm going to attempt to walk 500 miles this year uh, which means I need to average uh, right about one and a half a day which uh, it's gonna be hard in the cold days I'm not like I'm right now I'm at one half of a mile through the first two days so I'm behind schedule already I'm gonna have to pick up the pace look at you <laughs> but uh, that's my goal this year I'm trying to get to 500 miles
3: huh I think you could do it. I can do it. Yeah, you know you can do it. Do you got one of those trackers and it's gonna keep up with it? will yeah. it accumulate it through the year or will you have to keep that's it right. added. Uh both.
2: Okay, good. Yeah, I, gotta, I well, got it I got it. This'll a, be a I fun a jerk, journey but it, yeah, I'm gonna try to get the to, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a big summer. You know, try to get as many as you can before summer and then I'm gonna need a big summer. But uh, yeah, that's the goal this year. Uh, and I'm hoping that as a result of that, some other things happen to my body, TJ, you know. But that's the goal. That's the resolution. Right. There. 646, Chris Plank, whose team vanquished my team yesterday in the NFL, joins us next. <laughs>
1: The Sooners are Alamo Bowl champs. And nobody brought you better coverage all season long than the ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. line thought about it dribbles to the high post kicks it up top to top left wing maddie open three oh my goodness maddie williams another level here to start the third quarter she's got 10 third quarter points and it's 68 43 sooners
2: chris blank on the call sooners win their big 12 opener on the road in lubbock yesterday afternoon 97 91 and Plank joins us live now for the crossover, brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. That had to be fun, Chris.
1: Oh yeah. What was? Here's what was great about it is the last couple of trips. That, and good morning, Toby. Good morning, TJ. Good Morning. The last couple of the last couple of trips we've taken to Lubbock, and I feel like I've I've gone with the team to Lubbock a couple of times. I think Chad went with them last year, but they had put us on the opposite side. So today, today, yesterday. We were right next to Coach, and if you listened, like literally, you could, you could hear her all game, and it was awesome um, because her key to the game was to go out and have fun, you know, and this team went out, and they had fun yesterday, and I hadn't obviously been, the the few games we had called. I wasn't right there uh, in front of her, so it was really awesome for me to be next to her and kind of watch her, try to watch around her, because it was a little bit of a tough spot, because she's, Kitty Bronchick is constantly moving and is a ball of energy, so, dude, it was a blast. It was a fun game. I love that arena. I got to see Axton. Uh, the, the Texas Tech people are the best, and we, uh, we got ice cream after the win. So game on, baby. Game on. Let's go. See, TJ,
2: that's how you do it right there. You reward a team mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. ice cream after mm-hmm. a win.
1: Uh, Grown nice. wins. Ice cream afterwards. Let's go.
2: Big uh, game for them back home Wednesday night now. They get 14th ranked huge. Iowa State at uh, 6 o'clock in the LNC. Huge. And how, speaking of huge, how about your Raiders huh? yesterday? How? Huh?
1: I, I did okay not following it. I did okay uh, when, it, when it got – we got to the arena at noon, so I kind of started watching it, and, I mean, that was a heck of an opening drive, so then you're hooked, right? And historically, with, with my Raiders, when they have a good opening drive, Toby, everything else goes to you-know-what. Like they could have this incredible opening drive, and you think, oh, my gosh, they're going to stay there all game long. And they might not get another yard the whole game. I, I've got to do some math on that because it's incredible. Uh, but thankfully, we we got bad Carson wins yesterday. If he if he makes that throw to T Y Hilton, it's ball game, right? At third and eight, yeah. TY's going to the yeah. house. But also, if Trayvon Merrick isn't stone hands, they might not have a touchdown pass to begin with. So, a weird game, fun game. I'm excited that uh, the Raiders play a, a week eighteen game that actually has some relevance, and it doesn't hurt your Colts too much because you're still in a win and you're in situation, and it's the Jaguars who gave up 50 this weekend. So I I feel like the best possible scenario played out, obviously, for me, but you guys are still going to the playoffs because, boy, Jacksonville is bad. So win-win all the way around, I think.
2: I like the spin you put on that. <laughs> um, I don't think we've won in Jacksonville since, like, mm, like 2010, oh, something wow. like that. For it, it was even Peyton Manning, I believe. Yeah, for whatever reason, we can't beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville. So um I even think we played them one year in London, and they beat us there. So I hope uh, hope you're right, uh, and we can both well, work our way into the playoffs. That would be great.
1: That would be but, pretty um, cool. And. Being that Sunday game is kind of cool too. Now I hate it because I'm on the air and uh, it it kind of takes a little bit away from it. But your hope is by the time you hit the air, of the game's so far out of <laughs> doubt for your team, you don't have to worry about it on a Sunday night. Still though, it was um good week in the it was good week in pro football. Let me ask you this because I was working on well, I was with the team on Saturday, so and this is going to sound terrible, but when you are, when you do travel with the team and you're away from the family. You get to watch whatever you want. The remote is yours. It's it's a very liberating feeling. So I got to sit and watch all the bowl games on Saturday, including the Rose Bowl, uh, including parts of the Fiesta Bowl, including all the Sugar Bowl. I I'm still mad they didn't find a way to put the playoff games on January one. And I apologize yeah. if you guys talked about it in the six o'clock yeah. hour, but Toby, I, I thought it was an incredible Saturday of bowl games. I thought Jan one oldest show for the bowl season outside of the alamo bowl
2: i believe you on that i didn't get to see any of the new year's day games other than uh oh, yeah like dude, the first that's right. first quarter of the osu notre dame games all i got to see but um i the the outcomes were exciting and i did see the highlights and we did talk about you know this has been a this has been a pet peeve of mine for a while is how we play these semifinal games, and then we go backwards and play games that don't mean as much afterwards. If I was named commissioner of college football, we would build from the least important bowl game to the most important. And the semifinals would be the next to last games played, and then we'd take a week off and play the championship. But, yeah, and with New Year's Day being a Saturday, why weren't we playing semifinals on a Saturday? It's so
1: dumb. uh...
2: I assume it's I, Rose Bowl related. Everything is Rose no, it's, Bowl
1: it's always, related. But but here's the funny thing is remember the first year of the playoffs, playoff committee had decided let's create a new tradition. We're doing it on New Year's Eve. And they had all the promos. I think like a Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, What's your New Year's right. Eve players? I'm watching the, the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. And it just unfortunately it, it just bombed in the ratings. And you know, we were a part of one of those where we were in Miami. Mm-hmm on New Year's Eve when at 3 o'clock there's a football game going on when a lot of people yeah. have to work on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, dude, I'm with you. I'm going to talk about that a lot today, plus uh, obviously a great trip for the OU women's team. It's a big week ahead of us, man. It should be a fun one. Chris, have a good show. Toby, have a great day, man. Talk to you soon.
2: Thank you. Thanks to Bob Stoops for joining us today. You find folks for listening as well. I'm headed to Waco, live in Waco tomorrow morning. Have a great Monday, everybody. It's
0: time to- Go!